everybody and welcome to another episode of Stationary Freaks with myself, Rob Lambert, and of course... Me, Helen Lizowski. Right, today we are actually talking lists. We're talking all things lists, actually. Digital, analogue, you know, re- usable, repeatable. Um, so it's going to be interesting, actually, Helen. We've, we've both got some lists, haven't we, that we're going to share. <laughs> Obviously not the content of it necessarily, but certainly <laughs> what the lists are for. Uh, nobody needs to see some of my lists. So... Helen, what's happening in your world stationary related? I was very sad to hear about the death of the chap who invented post-it notes or the glue for post-it notes, the thing that makes post-it notes special. Unfortunately, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, which is very sad of me. But yeah, I think, I think he's a loss to stationary freaks everywhere, really. To be honest, what would we actually do? His name was Spencer Silver, by the way. You know, they're everywhere, aren't they? I mean, every company you go to, I mean, you use them quite a lot. Uh, I love you know. <laughs> I, I do. I have, I don't know, moments where I sort of use them for everything and then moments where I don't use them at all. And I was actually, I'm looking after a few uh, sort of stationary boxes of yours, actually, aren't I? You from are, when we last worked together. I will move them to the new house. Don't worry, I won't charge you for that. <laughs> it's packed full, of, packed full of post-it notes. And, you know, every so often I'm thinking, I don't think Helen will miss, you know, one <laughs> or two of these. But pretty soon there'll be an empty box. But, but yeah, for me, I've been... Uh, using paper chase notebooks you know I think I mentioned on a previous podcast that I've got these paper chase notebooks lovely beautiful design real nice paper but they don't fold flat so using them has been insanely difficult because the pages are just flopping all over the place have you got notebooks like that I have well I don't tend to use them it's one of my key things they have to have nice thick pages and they do have to have uh, the ability to lie flat because you know I do bullet journaling Rob so I stick things in a lot And it drives me insane. So, yeah, I feel your pain on that one. I've been trying to find an A6 notebook that's not got 140 pages. So I'm looking for one with, like, 70 pages. And I wanted one with lovely, thick notepaper. And it seems seems I'm destined to not find what I want. Uh, The only one I found is a little moleskin one. In fact, I got given it at conference. You know when you go to uh, conferences and they give you... uh, you know the sponsors have got you nice little gifts and whatever this is yeah. one of those and it's absolutely exactly what i want but it's obviously a moleskin one that's been done specifically for giving away because it's only got a f- you know a few pages 50 yeah. pages in but unfortunately they're perforated and actually that's not what i want oh you are fussy i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> through the the many listeners of which we are supremely grateful and sometimes a little bit bewildered uh, we do thank you greatly that's why we do this podcast of course um but i'm sure our listeners will be able to recommend somebody that does those size what was it a6 with what 70 odd pages is that what you're a6, after? yeah it's the they're quite small ones so yeah, going back to these uh, paper chase notebooks, I've worked out how to do it, how to get them to lay flat. I basically just fold them in half, you know, open the center page yeah. and, and lay them as flat as they go. And then I sit on it for <laughs> an hour or so. And eventually uh, the crease, the spine creases so much that they do lay flat, which has been very effective for me, if not somewhat uncomfortable. Anyway, so we're talking lists. Okay, so we've uh, brainstormed and had a look through obviously our notes and what have yeah. you for the types of lists that we do. Now, a lot of these are actually digital because they're reusable. And I think that's the key thing. Now, that's not to say that you can't do that with stationery, of course, but it becomes a little bit trickier. So, Helen, let's start with one of your lists. What what do you list? So I list all sorts of things <laughs> as we were talking. I was just thinking when you said they're mostly digital, actually, I used to have a travel list. I know you have one as well. So when we were traveling and my daughter was younger, I would have 
don't forget, we're traveling away overnight. These are the things you have to remember. And a large amount of it was her stuff to make sure, dear God, we didn't forget the one thing that would let her go to sleep at night, you know. And, and I had those as um, pages. So I was running a kind of, I suppose, like a filofax system at the time. And so I was on a ring binder system. So I actually had loads of these pages that I just printed out that would then just, I'd cut holes in them and redo it. So although that should have been an, uh, a list of electronic nature, in fact, it was a list of paper nature because I just liked the ticking off. It gave me, I could add things to it. And yeah, I, so I had a travel list, which, you know, my daughter was probably 10 or 11 before I stopped using it. Yeah, we've still got one. I mean, we've got three boys. So um, yeah. it's not it's not logistically easy, shall we say, to sometimes obviously we're not traveling that much at the moment but fingers crossed that'll change in the next couple of years i think my wife reverts back to a spreadsheet all the time so spreadsheet full of uh you know stuff that the boys have got to take whereas my part of that doesn't exist in the spreadsheet for some reason she's not so keen on storing my list in with the rest of the family so i use evernote for my travel list i think we talked about in a previous podcast that i actually discovered one in a notebook and that was a sort of special one-off for a conference and I think it was probably the first time I'd really logically sat down and listed out everything that I needed to try and be a bit more minimalist so I didn't end up taking too much. But I then found that in Evernote. So I did actually at some point digitize that, which was helpful. And now I have a conference travel list, a holiday travel list, and a weekend away travel list, which is a bit geeky and a bit sad. But there you go. Yeah, but the thing is, is the whole point of this is, is that you're trying to make sure that you're learning from your past mistakes when you've forgotten something. So you, yeah. the whole point of this is to learn and be better next time. And you want it to be as slick and as and mindless as it can be. Because really, remembering what to take with you, you shouldn't have to be doing that. This is something we should be able to do repeatedly. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, it makes absolute sense to me. Absolute sense. I think the key thing, even though it's digital for me in Evernote, that's my tool of choice, other tools are available, <laughs> I still print it out. And I still then, you know, get the pen, cross things out. There's something quite satisfying about that, which yeah. is... Uh, I still do that. All right. So we've got travel lists. Anything else on your list? Yeah. So I then have lists. So we were talking about repeatable things that we do. So I have lists for when somebody starts a new job, for example, with me as a direct, I have a list of things that I need to cover with them. And it's the same stuff. Every time I have a new startup, I have the same list of stuff. And I want to make sure I don't forget any of it. Exactly the same reason, whole different context. So again, I have another one. When I'm interviewing people, I want to make sure that I ask them the same set of questions. I want so that we have some consistency. I want to make sure that I have told them the same key points about the company so that I don't forget anything. So again, repeatable lists. To me, I don't understand why the world doesn't do this. It feels like an absolute no-brainer. It's the basics in business. You know, every time we go into a company, it's like, well, we do the same process all the time, or at least we try to. Where's where's the list? It's like the checklist, um, checklist manifesto. Um, but but that's a, a really good book actually, very very good book about how lists save lives actually, and improve the ability to do processes and routines consistently, so you can learn. And uh, you know, discipline of following that process is how we learn as well. We learn when it doesn't work, and if we do something random all the time, you know, like a packing list, we do it random. We'll we'll never really learn, but if we can codify it, we can learn improve get better i've got a bit of a list on trello so do you use trello much helen i really 
really don't use Trello. It's just not my happy place. I use it for multiple things. So uh, in a sense, it all spans around the editorial calendar. So I've got a YouTube channel, got a blog, got a newsletter, got we've got stationary freaks. Trello for me is that wonderful tool of outlining, you know, the basic content that we're going to do, which one's in process, etc., and which ones are moving through to done. But the reason I like Trello is I can also add checklists to each of those pieces. So if I'm doing a new video, I can add a default checklist to that video, which has everything from, you know, make sure you've got the correct settings to start shooting, which I've made a few mistakes in the past. You know, take on location photos for the social media afterwards. It's got editing, it's got, you know, distribution, backing up the files, you know, everything that's involved with producing a YouTube video is in that repeatable checklist. It's brilliant, wonderful. In essence, you're telling me that it's really awesome to use Trello because it allows you to have lists for your lists. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the same goes for the blog. Yeah, exactly. So I've got a list of content for the blog. And then again, different checklists for, you know, SEO, making sure I've got the right images, you know, testing it, publishing it, all that kind of good stuff as well. And we've sort of dabbled, I guess, a little bit with, with Trello for this podcast. We've got loads of items yeah. in the backlog. But we still often wing it week to week based on what's interesting in the moment. Yeah. What are you fancy talking about? What should we talk about today? Yeah. All right. What other lists have you got then, Helen? Well, I wanted to do a special, well, I wanted to do a special shout out actually for the kind of lists that we, so we were talking about, we want to make sure that we don't forget things that we've already learned. And I think there's one aspect of sort of these external lists that we could mention, which is that. It allows us to borrow expertise from other people. And I mean, this is fundamentally what it means to be human is the fact that we can learn from people who've gone before. That's, you know, why we develop language. It's so that we can remember stories so that we can learn from previous people. You know, I know you're moving house, as is several people in my sort of orbit at the moment. It seems to be the thing to do right now. And there are lists you can go onto the internet and find that give you everything you could possibly need to know about moving house. And as somebody who doesn't move house very often, this would be amazing for me. I mean, yeah. I moved house, you know, I think the last time I moved house was like 15 years ago. I wouldn't know where to start with the list. I don't have a repeatable list. And actually, borrowing from somebody whose entire purpose of living is to move people from one place to another, their lists in a repeatable format that we can download are absolutely brilliant. So I was going to do a shout out to a company called Really Moving, in St Albans, who have a brilliant checklist if you're moving house, Rob. Just if you know anybody who might appreciate that. Yeah, I could do with that. I could do that. I could do with someone to badger our solicitors along, I'll tell you that. But um, oh. yeah, the, um, you could do with that, actually. I've got, I use Todoist as my task list. And Todoist allows you to have boards as well as lists. So you yeah, can do yeah. sort of a, Kanba, a Kanban style uh, within there, which is really helpful. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of stuff in there. But then I've had to jump out into Excel to manage the change of address. So, that, you know, it's amazing over like 15, 20 years of living somewhere, how many things you have to update when you move house with a new it's address. Crazy. It's crazy. And the kids and the cars and the jobs and the business. Oh, it's, it's mad. So yeah, if there's a list, I'm, I'm going to check that one out. And I think you mentioned in the sort of pre-chat uh, ramble that we do before we before we yeah. record something about an extension as well so if you're you know because we're building an extension so a checklist around that was that yeah correct? no so my husband's a builder and most people don't build an extension very often for example but there is a company who are unfortunately called cj hole um i'm sure they're very reputable <laughs> just an unfortunate name but they have a list on their website of all the brilliant things that you need to do if you are considering building an extension, not if you're doing it yourself, but if you're even getting builders in to do it. 
think of these things. And I know that half the problems involved with people who are building extensions or having work done on their house by builders is fundamentally because they didn't understand what it was that they needed to know in the first place. And they're making decisions far too late in the process. Or they made a decision not understanding the repercussions. So again, if you can borrow from somebody else's deep expertise, we should definitely be doing that. Um, so yeah, I think there's, and there's lots of companies, I'm sure there's, you know, wedding planners and all sorts of these kind of things you can find all over the place. But yeah, find somebody who's really good at what they do and find out if they've got a list. And if you're really good at something, for God's sake, write a list. And in fact, yeah. post the link on the bottom of this so that you can share it with anyone who listens. So yeah, build yeah. lists. Uh, absolutely. I'll have to get that extension list. And yeah, I mean, I wrote a blog post on my other on my other brand a while back about an induction checklist, you know, with yeah. when you should be doing certain things, inducting people into a business. Uh, did it in Trello, of course. Uh, <laughs> that's available publicly. And all the, all the links that we've mentioned here, we will include in the show notes. And just on that note, if you're listening to this podcast and you're enjoying it, which I hope you are, please do subscribe. Uh, so you're never going to miss one of these wonderful episodes <laughs> of me and Helen rambling about stationary. All right, so I'm going to move on to one of my lists now. Now, this is related to filmmaking. I love yeah. making films. It's been a, a real passion since I was a kid, actually. Some of my uh, movies from when I was 16, 17, uh, you know, they're hilarious, let's put it that way, uh, but I will never publish them. So um, when I'm out and about shooting, you know, one of the things, I don't storyboard films very often. I know I probably should do, and that's something that I'm learning to do. But what I do is I create a shot list. And so, for example, if you've watched a film or a TV show, they don't film them in the sequence that the film happens. So if there's a particular hotel where a scene takes place, they'll record all of the footage that happens in that hotel, whether it happens at the beginning of the film or right at the end. And this is how they obviously economies of scale. So you don't have to keep moving all the camera gear and people. But it's also about getting the same consistency with the look and the feel and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So I have a shot list. So if I'm uh, out and about and I'm shooting a you know particular place in Winchester, then I'll have a list of all the shots that need to be filmed at that place. And that for me all goes into a paper chase, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, it's called a project manager notebook. This project manager notebook is slim, fits in your back pocket. It's got just enough lines to basically list out um, the shot list. But the problem is it's so expensive. And Paper Chase, if you're listening, with no free delivery, and I can't get to your stores at the moment, I'm having to move on to something else because I think it's like £6 to have these things delivered or you had to spend £30 to get free delivery. So um, as much as I really love those notebooks, I will have to wait until I can get into a paper chase store to replenish them. But that's useful for me, that shot list. Great. And I can yeah. uh, strike through all the ones that I've done and move on to the next shot. I have a completely different kind of list as well, which I was mentioned to you and you were really surprised about. So I have, I used to doist for repeatable things like, you know, remind me to do payments or, you know, the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily keep in a bullet journal. I also have... A list of things. Um, I have about six or seven quotes that come up during the day at different times every day to remind me to be my best self, really, rather than anything else. I call it my, my stoic mood list because it's about resetting my mood. But I have, so for example, at 9.30 in the morning, I have a reminder to, to think about what a precious privilege it is to be alive. To, be, to You know, there's a quote from Marcus Aurelius about... The idea of actually just the fact that we're living, no matter how difficult everything is, just take a moment just to remember that even the discomfort and difficulties you're facing right now is still a gift. It's still a really good thing. 
And then at sort of three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm reminding that the no one meets, uh, you know, the world meets no one halfway. So, you know, just because something doesn't feel fair or it's feeling like it's a really hard slog and, you know, everybody's ungrateful and, you know, I'm working really hard and there's no appreciation. That's kind of how it is. I chose to do whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve. I didn't, you know, it was not part of the deal that somebody else should give me gratitude. That was not written into the deal. So I have these kind of reminders and there's six or seven of them that come up during the day to remind me of these kind of stoic principles. And I absolutely love it. But it's still a list. It's the same list and I tick them off every day. So yeah. Do you, so you use Todoist for that, is that? I do. Just yeah. because I can set a reminder, a, a, a note to come mm. up at a certain time, it doesn't interrupt the flow of anything that I'm doing. So if it happens to, if one were to be scheduled for now, it wouldn't come up and, and ping and be annoying, but it's on my phone for the minute I pick up my phone or yeah. uh, whatever. It, it's there as a reminder. That's interesting. So I, I do the same thing, but I, I do that as part of, you know, we've done a we've done a podcast on journaling before, Yeah. but I, I do that as part of the, the morning journal. So in there, I've got two pages of the moleskin at the beginning, Yeah. dedicated to similar quotes. I think the, the one that I have to refer to the most is uh, Marcus Aurelius's quote that goes something like, begin each day by telling yourself that today you'll be meeting people who <laughs> interfere. Or... That's one of mine too. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's it's not that everybody's like that, but it's it's that sort of you know, prepare yourself that today you will meet people that are going to test your character and patience. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's um, it's in the journal. I read that every morning, and yeah, it, yeah, maybe actually I should try to do it. I think last time I tried alerts and announcements and and whatever it is, the alarms within Todoist, it just got so overwhelming. And my phone, my laptop, my iPad, they're yeah. all just buzzing constantly. Yeah, yeah. And that's because of the scheduling time. So I have, the nice thing about Todoist is it'll allow you to just put everything into a today. And if you don't do it, it, you know, just pick, you pick it up and reschedule it for tomorrow or whatever. But you can set a time. So I really am careful. I don't set a time to do anything. I used to do it a lot. And like you say, everything's buzzing all the time. So I now mm. use the diary uh, to schedule in chunks of things you know I, I need half an hour to do this task so I schedule it into the diary rather than have a reminder to do it so the reminders are there for the the five five minute things that just need something you know water the orchids you know dear god I water my orchids religiously and everyone who knows me laughs at the fact that I physically can't get them to flower so I spent my entire life looking at these green leaves that do nothing have you tried uh, have you tried singing to them apparently, no. apparently that works doesn't it they get played an awful lot of heavy metal music, um, and perhaps that's the problem. Maybe they don't like heavy metal. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> yeah, it could be. If you do, if you do decide to sing to them, please film that and put it on Instagram because <laughs> that would that would be quite funny. Yeah, so not going to happen, Rob. <laughs> All right, so I've only got one more list left, and it's the classic to-do list. Uh, obviously, I use Todoist, and it sounds like you've started to use this as well as your bullet journal, which is great. Maybe we should yeah. do an episode on how you blend those two things together. Hmm. Um, but for me, everything's in Todoist. If I've got to do it, it's in there. But what I do every evening or sometimes early in the morning if I'm if I'm feeling up to it is I use a, a little notebook. It's a tiny, they're called red and black, little small notebooks. Uh, we'll include some links to all of the stuff that we talk about in the show notes. And I write in there the things that I've really, really, really got to do for either tomorrow or today, depending on when I write it. And this is looking at the Todoist, which I might have like 15 things that I'm really going to try and do today. Yeah. But the reality is there's only probably three or four that, I absolutely have to do. Now, I could use Todoist's um, prioritization where you can flag them for different priorities, but there's something about writing them out in a notebook 
and then putting a line through them. Something quite satisfying about you that. Oh, a closet bullet journaler, Rob. I don't care what you say yeah. about not liking it. This is what your practice is. Behavior tells me different. Yeah, possibly, possibly. <laughs> um, we'll see. Maybe we should do a, an entire dedicated episode on uh, my experiment with bullet journaling that you made me do, what, last year or the year before? <laughs> I did make you do. And I think you've kept the book for posterity, haven't you? Yeah, it just says every page, I, you know, write something here, re- redraw your calendar, you know. I really can't believe but, you know what? do this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I follow all sorts of bullet journal stuff on Instagram. I'm massively inspired by it. I just I just never found it work for me. Maybe I am a closet bullet journaler. Uh, Helen, you got any more lists? No, no, that's all my lists, actually. I, I mean, I have lots and lots of lists that I don't mention that are just lists. So I have them for when I'm going to visit friends, especially now because you're not seeing, I don't see some of my family or friends for quite a long time, even pre-COVID. So when I'm going to go and visit somebody, I have a list of things that I need to do or take on those days so that I make sure that over the six months before I go, I'm collecting a list of things. So when I'm going to go on that day, I can make sure that all the things that have crept into mm. my mind in the last six months. So so that kind of long-term collecting of things um, is I use a lot as well. So yeah. other than that, my most of my lists are ways of collecting and sorting um, things so that I can always find it. I will say that, I mean, we joked about this on the, the preamble before we hit record, was uh, I do have a recurring task on my to-doist to uh, badger the solicitors every other day, which has been very helpful. Um, and it's not really a list. It's a list of one thing, which is just to keep phoning them <laughs> until they do something which is helpful. And do you know what's really funny, Rob, is the fact that I gave that exact piece of advice based on your story to my mother, <laughs> who's also moving house, and said, yeah. every other day, ring your solicitors and badger them. Just remember to do it. Write it on the calendar. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you shouldn't have to. I, maybe we should do an entire episode on why we sometimes have to do other people's jobs for them. Uh, <laughs> it's inexplicable, isn't it? You have one job, is keep your people up to date. <laughs> but uh, that's not really in line with Stationary Freaks. Maybe we'll save that for another another one of our Yeah, I don't, I don't want the uh, sort of entire cohort of solicitors uh, in conveyancing, tracking it down. <laughs> absolutely right it's been good interesting episode um helen any sort of final comments questions queries thoughts rants before we close out no no i was uh the only thing i did want to mention you mentioned uh the book about lists the checklist manifesto and yeah. i was just going to say that actually all joking laid aside no matter how good you are there was stories in there there's some brilliant stories in there and one of which i remember is the fact that they managed to reduce the number of deaths in a hospital in just a 15-month period by 1,500 lives were saved just because they implemented a checklist before they did an operation. And when you have those kind of stories, do you know what? It just feels like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you make your life easier? Absolutely. And there's loads of case studies, aren't there, of, you know, checklists being run through in you know, aeroplanes before takeoff and all that kind of good stuff. They're they're there for a reason. And they do generally tend to work. So... Well, Sage Wisdom, we've actually, uh, I think, shared something of value there right at the end. God damn it, that was an accident, wasn't it? (laughs) Right. Thank you very much, everybody. And like I say, if you haven't already subscribed, please do consider it. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. When we look at the numbers, uh, we're always uh, bemused and very grateful. We are. uh, Yeah, absolutely. We do occasionally post something over on Instagram at Stationary Freaks UK. So 
please check that. We will probably try to up our game with Instagram at some point, but this is a you know a fun side project that's actually taking on legs of its own, which is pretty exciting, isn't it, Helen? Yeah, absolutely. It was never designed to be. It was supposed to be us messing around, really. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's all got a little bit out of control, but you know, in a good yeah. way. You know, what's not so absolutely. Like? There's a community. You are not alone, stationary freak. Absolutely. Maybe we need some more checklists on how to uh, increase our social media presence and share the word. Yeah, if anybody's got that, give me a list. Yeah, oh, there's hundreds of those social media lists. It's just finding the time and energy, isn't it, to get it done? (laughs) Right. With that, thank you, everybody. And we look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Thanks, Helen. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Bye.